Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Trevor Burney, the producer and director of that Quinn documentary. We have him at last. Trevor, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank God you're there because it's a good job I can talk. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry about that, but I was actually just trying to wrap up another interview. <laughs> I know you were. A broadcaster who, who seemed to uh, want to talk about Sean Quinn more than uh, I expected. <laughs> but, uh, so I apologise to you and no, no problem. We have you now. And listen, thank you so much for joining me. I, I congratulate you on the documentary. I was absolutely glued for the three nights. And I just want to tell listeners you're joining me because the book Quinn by Trevor Burney is just published, uh, building on the documentary series. I want, I've been dying to ask you this. This is my first question. Why did he do it? Why did he actually <laughs> partake in the documentary and now the book is following up? For what reason? Did it take you much time to convince him? Uh, um, it, it, it didn't take uh, a huge amount of time to convince him. I mean, uh, well, if you, if you want to go back to 2011, 2012, when I first approached uh, uh, Sean Quinn, you know, that I got a resounding no at that stage. That's what he was in the midst of trying to uh, retain ownership of his of his companies. You know, so if you want to go back 10 years, I can go back 10 years. I've always been interested in doing Sean Quinn. Mm. But actually, it just was in the right place. I was in the right place at the right time in 2018. When I think that Sean Quinn at that stage really was looking for a way in order to get his, his version of his story out there. He felt that there had been huge amount of um, uh, media time devoted in newspapers and broadcasts on his story and on his downfall. But very few people understood exactly what he'd achieved, what he'd built, and really how he'd been wronged. So, listen, like, journalists always need uh, a little bit of luck, and I just happened to be there at the right place at the right time. And, 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 and I think that probably I was... Somebody from the border area. I born and I was born and grew up in Fermanagh, from Enniskillen. You know, I was born in 1967, the year that John Quinn's father died, the year that changed his life, and he inherited 26 acres of, of land right down there on the border. I grew up in the in the 70s and 80s and 90s in Enniskillen under the shadow of Sean Quinn. Mm. I had no idea what this man was like, uh, never met the man, but I knew that so many people were employed by him. I knew that he was a huge success. I knew he was hugely, um, 
wealthy. But um, so I think that that helped as well, that he felt that he was talking to yes. a, fa- a fellow from Adam. Yeah. So there you are. You had the end. You know, I watched it with interest and it struck me, as you said there, he was so successful. He built it up from nothing and he was amazing in what he achieved. And yet at the end of the day, these contracts for difference, he gambled it all away. And I got the impression as it went on, I'm sure as most people did, I don't think he ever, you know, did he ever, or, you know, when he got back in there in a, in, in a role, when they brought him back in afterwards, when the whole thing collapsed, was he that naive that he thought he was back as the MD and going to take it on and build it up again? Well, listen, can you put yourself in the shoes of a man who had built a multi-billion pound uh, uh, business? Put yourselves in the shoes of a man that left school at 11 years of age uh, uh, to be the dunce in the family, as he described himself, the stay-at-home milk in the cows. You know, put yourself in the shoes of a man that saw the opportunity to dig into the land rather than to farm it. You know, that then went on to build a, 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 a cement factory that, uh, despite the fact that he, he faced governmental opposition, he faced commercial opposition and not only to build one cement factory to go back 10 years later and build another you know put yourselves in the shoes of a man that built a, a hotel in the middle of nowhere that everyone said was going to be an absolute disaster that it was one of the great successes and still remains an incredible hotel in there on the on the Fermanagh cabin border you know so whenever Sean Quinn walked back into that boardroom in the second coming as people have described it you know it wasn't in his DNA. It was not in his makeup to be uh, 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 someone who played uh, a secondary role to mm. someone else who he had hired in the first place. And I just don't think that he could ever play that role. And I think it just went against every single fibre in Sean Gwynn's body. And I think that there were those who were hoping it would work. There were those around him who were willing it to work. There were those who were putting money on the line to make it work, but just simply Sean felt that if he wasn't in total control, it was never going to work. And there's something like Donald Trump to Sean at that. If it's not me, it's not going to work. It's simple like that. Mm. You know? And that was Sean's vision, Sean's determination, Sean's tenacity had created everything. So I think that you've got to walk in Sean Quinn's shoes to really answer that question. And I mean, and of course it's all we all can look back and say, well, it was never going to work. Well, at least it was tried. Mm. And maybe, you know, if, if everyone involved in back in that situation, maybe they would have done things differently. But, you know, they tried and it failed. And uh, unfortunately then, it, 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 it all created a new kind of toxic environment back on the border that ultimately led to the attack on Kevin Money. Yeah, and, uh, you know, perhaps that, in, in hindsight, was that a good idea to bring him back at all? You know, when the story came out after the first part of the documentary that he had withdrawn his support for what had aired and what was to air over the next couple of parts of the documentary, have you heard anything from him since? Uh, I spoke I spoke to Sean... Uh, I spoke to Sean... Uh, we showed him the series... Um, before anybody else got a chance to see it and I spoke to him after that and uh, I knew then that he wasn't uh, um, he wasn't uh, I wouldn't say he wasn't happy he, he was Sean you know and, 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 and Sean needs to be heard and Sean needs to, 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 to be respected and I understand that um, but I knew that he just um, 
uh, was having difficulties with some of the series. And I think that what his problem was really foremost is, 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 is what's not in it. And obviously, you know, we, we, we tried to tell as much of the story. Mm. We tried to tell a lot more of the story. But, you know, getting people to talk and getting people to go on camera to tell um, uh, in a series like this is never easy. And uh, especially after the attack on Kevin Lunny and all the, uh, the, the, all the speculation around that, and the paymaster and all that, it was incredibly difficult. So I think for Sean, it was, you know, he, he just was disappointed that there wasn't in it, despite the fact that it was three and a half hours long. And so uh, he came out on the Monday morning and then said that he was drawing, withdrawing support for the series, and I haven't spoken to him since then. Mm. Anyway, as you say, you gave him fair look at it and comment, and uh, there's no more that, that you could do. The book builds on the documentary. The book really is a different, you know, obviously a very different medium. Yes. You know, it, 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 a couple of friends of mine said to me when the, the pandemic hit and we were in lockdown, and I used to travel a lot for my job to America and various other places, and I, and I kind of knew I wasn't going to be going anywhere for very long. And somebody said, well, why don't you write, you know, the book on Sean Quinn, you know, that that seems like a, a sensible thing to do. And, and I laughed it off at the, at the, at the, at the suggestion in the, in the first instance, but... After a while, I kind of said, well, listen, you know, I, I, I give me something to do when I'm doing nothing else. I've got an awful lot of this research and around me, and, 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 and I've got access, and I kind of know the story. And I sat down and did an outline and sent it to a friend of mine at Marion Press and go there, and then he came back and said, yeah, I'd love to do this. And, and then I got stuck into it. So it, 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 it's a different medium, obviously. I can, I, 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 I'm, I'm no James Joyce, I know that, but I know that I can... Uh, I can try to tell a story and, you know, my medium has been documentary, has been television and film, but uh, so I try to apply my mind to this and say, well, listen, what does that look like on paper? And uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. And uh, and I hope it gives some more of the final, finer details. You know, uh, documentary making is a, a reductive process. You don't get to tell everything. And I think the book hopefully expands on all the major points in Sean Quinn's life mm. and gives the, the readers something else to, to really... Just build a picture of the man and build a picture of what he was dealing with and, and ultimately, um, uh, 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 you know, all the events in his life, that uh, both on the way up and the way down. It certainly does that. Trevor, I have to leave it now. I thank you for joining me and I wish you well with the book. It's called Quinn by Trevor Burney. It's out everywhere now and it'd make a fascinating read for somebody as a gift over the holiday season for sure. Congratulations on the documentary. I wish you well. Best wishes. Thank you very much and happy Christmas. Many happy returns, Trevor. Take care of yourself. That's Trevor Burney there, the uh, producer director of the documentary Quinn Country. Were you watching the football last night? Did, did you happen to see any of it? Um, well, we when we turned it on, we got a shock because obviously <laughs> Spain Spain was were out 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 yeah, and it was kind of like, what, when did that happen? How did we miss that? And then it was on penalties, wasn't it? Yeah, they were beating on penalties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they you know, and somebody was messaging me the other day saying, "I back Spain." What do you think, Jerry? Well, they are. They're gone. They're they're out of it now. Portugal were unbelievable. And you doubted yourself yesterday. I did. I thought Switzerland would be a tough nut to crack. They absolutely malfangled them. They they eat them. And and Switzerland had no answer to them at all. And Ronaldo didn't play. And a couple of the mm. other the other stars were left out as well by the manager. Was that a mistake? Oh no! Oh well, I know that it was, but could it have been more if they had played them? 
Uh, I wouldn't think so. Not. The younger players were brilliant, you know, and they they won comfortably, and they're in the last eight now. So again, I say to listeners, you and I have done really well. We have Yay. four out of the last eight teams through. You, you're, you're learning me. You have don't cry for me, our Martina and Holland, who play each other, and of course I have Brazil and Portugal uh, as well. So we have a. I think we have a great chance. Mm. You know, the, what of a winner out of the four of them? The, the winner of the World Cup overall, mm. although. France look great. England look strong as well. They're the other two you have to talk about. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, but let's see. It's great to have four through, Louise. It really, really is. So they and you're are. You're saying it's this weekend now, so I'll have the to watch two, them. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the quarterfinals, four games are Friday and Saturday. Two and Friday, two and Saturday. So keep an eye okay. on those and let's see how we go. The final is Sunday week. Try and memorise as many players as I can. <laughs> yes, Dazzle that's, you. that's very important. That's yeah. very, very okay. important. Anyway, coming up after two, we have the brilliant Lisa Smith with us. Of course, she is a fashionista and she's going to take us through what's hot or not this Christmas time. But taking us up to top of the hour at two o'clock, it's my good friends in St. Peter's Male Voice Choir who have their annual Christmas concert back in St. Peter's Church, Drogheda, on Friday week, the 16th of December, in St. Peter's Church in Drogheda, with the brilliant Celine Byrne topping the bill. Here's the boys at their very best. Let's go for a sleigh ride, a wonderful sleigh ride. Along with the song in the wintry world to fly. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, jingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. To take a ride together, it's snowy, snowy, and friends are calling you boo. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. It's a great time of the year. I just love Christmas. It's party season. People are getting together. Families are coming back together as well at this time. And for the first time in a few years, it's a really open season Christmas. So fashion is very important. And I have a woman with me today who is simply brilliant. She's the Marks and Spencer stylist here in the Northeast. Lisa Smith, it's lovely to see you again. And lovely to see you, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Well, may I just say you are sparkling today. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. What are you wearing? Just describe for listeners your top so there. So I am wearing, it's actually a dress. It's a glitter dress. So sequence is big this year. And I styled it with my black tights and my little boots. Well, you look <laughs> amazing, may I say. Thank you very and much. in a general sense, is that what Christmas is about? The bling, the sparkle, etc.? It's the only time of year that we get to do it. So that's why I said, I take it, like just wear it when you can. So sequence all the way until the 1st of January. <laughs> <laughs> that's it then, isn't it? They'll put away for another year, are they? <laughs> gone for another year. That's what I was just saying to a lot of customers, like keep your sequins, they're staple pieces and they're good to have in your wardrobe because you can pull out the same one every year. Like this dress will never go out of fashion. Yeah. 
and we won't even know next year. Well, I'll be saying to you again, well, I'm that much of a dope. I'll be saying, my God, look at you, Lisa. Don't you look amazing? I wouldn't even remember. But it is so true what you say. Now, in general terms for the season, is there a colour this year or colours that's in? Yes. So for me, it's definitely, you're seeing green everywhere. So whether it be a dark green or a nice lime green, it's it's definitely like big, big this Christmas. That's the colour. That's the colour. That's the colour. And a lot of the, you know, the mono dressing. So if you're like dressing all in green, you can bring in a lighter green. So it's easier for you to style. Not just with green, though, with any colour. You could do it with black, red. Yes. So it matches. So you know matches. what I mean? Matches with many. I find it when I'm styling someone, it's the easiest way to explain to them. This is wh- where we will go first. Stick with the one colour. So it's called mono dressing. So basically what you're doing is you're blending in the same colour and it's easier for someone who's only starting out like and they want to know what to wear or how to style. And if you buy an item of clothing, say a top or whatever, I- in the green or that, you can mix and match then with, oh, with everything else. Yeah, and big with glitter tops. So if you bought a glitter top, you could style that with your denims, with your leggings, a nice little skirt. So you've got a few little options that you can mix and match with. Mm. Is there such a thing as a no-no for Christmas time when it comes to fashion that you say, look, at really, you shouldn't at this time of the year, Christmas into New Year? Well, after the stick with the sandals and socks, Jerry, I'm still. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> but you know, the old Christmas jumpers. But I think they're lovely. And someone said to me, oh, that's definitely a no. Like it's all. But who said it's all um, glitz and glam with your sparkle jumper? The old style little Christmas jumpers. I actually ordered one for my husband this Christmas and my son. And they're going to wear them together. I think it's lovely. But some people are saying no. No to the old style Christmas jumpers. You know the ones they're all designed. Yes. They had like little squares and Yeah. So a no to that, but I You don't, don't agree. So. You no don't agree with I it. Don't, I wouldn't say no to any <laughs> any item of clothing. That's just me. I think it all comes back. Everything. Everything. So don't, if you have them, don't go along with this. Don't try to get rid of them or yeah, give them to somebody else. Hold them. Keep Hold them in your them. wardrobe. The last time myself, yourself and Louise were on, she actually said that something came back. I don't know whether it was the flare jeans and she said, I have them in my wardrobe. Yes, it was. So I wonder, did she take them out yet? <laughs> well, she's in there. She's in there. Stick your heads on and tell us. Lisa will hear you here, <laughs> so she will. Did, did you stick them? Was it the flares that you were talking about the last day, Louise? Flares. Was yes. it the flares? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the flares. Yes, That's right. And Louise said she was going to take them out and start wearing them again. And I did. I did. I took them out and I put them on and I, my 11-year-old went, what are you wearing? Yes. What are you wearing? And I said, flares. I said, they're all back in fashion. And she went, did she say no? She went, they're not. Oh, <laughs> that's only because you're a mammy. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm on my way up to a parent teacher meeting. And Sinead said to me in the studio there, are you going to get changed and are, you look gorgeous <laughs> you look and I was like I know she's, all the mammies and they'll be like oh look how glam I said are you for real I have to get changed my daughter would be like are you for real mum <laughs> so you have so to so never listen to them Louise you, you never have, you have to dress down after this I have for the to dress parent down teacher I have meetings. to fly home and dress down now for there the parent teacher meeting but flares come back to flares again talk yeah. to us about that they are back they're back um, even the the flared leg trouser really wide leg I don't know if you saw my post the other day I had check they were it was a real light check in the khaki and beige and all flared Mm. and lovely like I surprised myself on how nice they were on I said these are so nice so comfortable to wear Charlie's Angels flares sorry for interrupting yeah Yeah. that that wide okay 
That wide? Okay. That wide. They were huge. That wide. Really? <laughs> and I didn't trip. <laughs> <laughs> but there you are. Louise is a great one while we're on it. I have to say, Louise keeps everything, don't you? Yeah. She never... my detriment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but you're right, Louise. That's why. Look how quick, like... You, you don't have to go out now and purchase anything. It's up there in that suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, now, if I went out in the jumper that I'm wearing at the minute, you, you know, you'd, you'd run for me because it's old bally and everything. It does. It deserves to go in the bin at this stage, but it's just so warm in that weather. But you're not your. Oh, I love it. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. So so while you're on it, Reese is always cold. What about fashionable thermal tops? Is there such a thing that, you know, that keep you warm, yes, that are yeah, real we cool? Have, yeah. Uh, we have sparkly ones, so sparkly thermal polos. We have them in long sleeve, short sleeve. So if you wanted to put your jumper on over your thermal, you could have the little roll neck for for the thermal. Like so, we have lovely ones. There you go. It's not all about like you know the way you <laughs> see my Christmas day sorted. <laughs> Thanks very much. I knew that, you see. That. You pop into me, Louise, and I'll, I'll be into you tomorrow. You sparkly thermals. Mm. There you go. Oh, there you go. It's, it's all it's all. I wear the them in on now. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you'll have to, and we'll see what Lisa uh, sorts <laughs> sort you out with. Going back to the chart, what about cargo pants? Cargos, they're actually more, I think, for the younger generation. Mm. So that's, I'm going up to Zara with my daughter on Sunday. That's what she's crazy for. All the Love Island stars come out, and that's all they're wearing is cargos. Um, in silk material, obviously not real silk, but that type of material in, they're in your combat. So they're huge. Mm. Um, don't suit me. I just, yeah. and do I think I'm too old for them? No, you know the way you just, I don't know whether it could have been years ago I had a bad episode with Cargo, but they're just not for me. Okay. But they're lovely on her. <laughs> mm, that well, there you go. Yeah. While you're talking about youngsters, Today's young, you have children yourself, of course, yeah. and they're growing up and they, they have their own fashion sense, as Louise has too. What about consciousness around what they're wearing? Is it less so these days that they wear more, somewhere more loose fitting clothes? You know what I'm getting at? I just think the generation today, they don't have any fear in what they wear. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But like, I'm so... Like, I'm actually so proud of Holly. She wears kind of what she wants. She's her own little bit of taste. Sometimes I can see the two men in my house kind of looking at her going, where is she going? <laughs> but uh, no, she she has her own little bit of style and what she'd wear is, is she's mm. comfortable in yes. what she wears. Yes. I think a lot of them are like that today. Mm. And so that and that's a good way to be. Yeah, you know definitely. What I mean? Because it's easier to yeah. deal with and they're happy in their own skin as well. Skinny jeans, tell me, please. Skinny jeans, I was actually thinking that before I came up. Skinny jeans are in, but they're not as big as the straight leg jean. So straight leg, everybody seems to be going more with a straight leg, whereas in the summertime you'd find it's all skinny. Mm. And I think it's because um, it's nicer with a heel. Yeah. So if you're going out, and a lot of people like since COVID were finding they're not dressing up as much, but they're they're more trendier going out. Like it's not, they could wear a sequence top with a pair of jeans or leggings, whereas before... Would you really go down to the weavers with a pair of, you know, now, yeah, everything goes. <laughs> everything <laughs> so, goes. So, yeah, it's more straight leg and more of the flair, the wide leg in the jeans. Yes. Um, for people who who uh, have a little bit of flesh and are conscious maybe of wearing tight tops. Let's talk about more adults here uh, with flares and cargo pants. What can they wear to still look fashionable? What would you say? So you mean like they don't like if they don't like flares or yes. cause of their body shape? Yes. In that sense, I would probably go 
if they wanted a longer dress or a velvet. Mm. I know like a velvet trouser suit. So in that case, if they wanted to style up big for Christmas, like and they were going to an occasion mm. and they felt like, oh, wide legs are not for me. In your in your um, velvets, you can either go straight, skinny or more like to suit their body shape. Okay. And then they've got the matching jacket and we'll dress them up with a little top underneath. They don't have to go sparkly. You mm. can go just like with a little cami top. And then some people might say, well, I don't like to show my arms. That's no problem. We can get you one that'll just come down a little bit to the elbow. So everything is possible. Everything Simple is possible. Yeah, because of the different lengths. I think nowadays you've got different styles in trousers. Mm. So you nearly know, like somebody would say, definitely a wide leg, you're too small, wouldn't yes. suit you. We'll, we'll put a straight leg on you. Mm. And it's so it's so weird because they'd be like, oh, no, I'd never have worn straight when you have it on. Yes. That's really nice on me. What about now? Let's talk about dresses, skirts, etc. What's the length for this season? The length, I'm saying that it's definitely like the long length, like the longer length. There's nothing three quarter. Like you'd always find your three quarter length, your mid leg is always summer. Same with your skinny jeans because you're wearing your sandals. Mm. So it's all long length. For dresses, it's mini or the longer length. Is the little black number still oh, in? Oh, definitely. Always. Yeah. Always. Never, never, never will. Never. That monochrome dress and I was on about, like, that's that was big back. That's when it, it became. So that's how they started it. But it was always about black. Mm. So if you were going for an interview, you identified a black suit. If you were going to a funeral, it was all about the black suit. So when you're a monocrast and dressing, you have to have everything in black. And then somebody, some stylist brought in, why not do this in colour? Mm. So a nice like let's say so you come into me Jerry your tones are nice and light so we'd get obviously like a lighter colour and you beiges in the ladies end we'd go with like a nice lighter pink so we'd start off with a nice pink jumper then bring in a little bit of deep pink so that's how that all started so that's probably one of my favourite ways to dress there you go that little black number will always be on the fashion scene it'll never ever go away what about then legs Bare legs with the tan tights, what this time of the year? I have my tights on now and I would say tights, tights, too cold, (laughs) too cold. (laughs) And then if you've got a few drinks, the only other thing is bring a spare pair in your bag because you might rip them with the nails. There you go. And you can't look, you can't have that. That's just no, no, no matter what. That's a big thing when everyone comes in to me. They're like, I love that these tights come in a tree. Because when I'm up on my Instagram, everybody mails me, believe it or not. What tights are you wearing, Lisa? What ones are they? Mm. They're just, they look good. They're not too dark and they can show off. You can just see a little bit of the skin as well. Yes. So it looks nice. Looks really nice, for sure. Now, the weather you mentioned there, it's cold and you need to keep warm too. What about, you know, the coat and the outerwear or the jacket? You know, or something to make you look the part this Christmas time. Yeah, I just love, and I was actually having coffee today and this lady walked in and she had the big teddy coat on and I was like it just looked lovely on her nice dark hair lovely cream crisp it reminds you of Christmas so your teddy coats are all back in I love a fitted jacket as you've seen like brought the pink one Um, what else leather leather jackets big for going out mm. not warm enough but mm. definitely big for your going out outfit but for me I love the big um, teddy coat. Yes, that's yeah. what you at Christmas is the one for bring you. you right up until yeah, January. Yeah, February. Uh, March, of course, it will. Weather. Chunky knits. Yeah, chunky knits. All in. Yeah, just ordered two today myself. Have you? Yeah, longer length as well. I love the longer length is big in. 
Mm. because you can wear that with your tights or your jeggings. So the knit is either in a dress or a jumper, whatever, whatever you prefer. Um, Louise, have you anything else come to mind while Lisa's with us here? Because you, you'll walk out of the studio and Lisa, uh, Louise will say to me, oh, I should have asked her that. Is there <laughs> anything else you mind? Are you sorted, Louise? I think I'm getting the hair done Monday. I'm going to get to Lisa on Friday. <laughs> I'll just be amazing when I come in here on Monday. Um, accessories, I suppose. Accessories, you know, yeah. Chunky... You know what? I often find if I'm wearing something, I never know whether to go a chunky necklace or just a fine necklace or a bracelet or do you just if you're leave wearing it be. Like a, see, as you see the dress I'm wearing today, obviously like no necklace. Mm-hmm. But if you're wearing something and it's low, low, like it's it's low enough, I would definitely wear a chunkier necklace. And also depending on how much sequence is in your dress. So if you've got a lot going on in the dress, I'd go kind of simple with my necklace, maybe more dainty. Um, I love big earrings, so especially hoop for going earring, out. Earrings, is it the hoop earrings? Yeah, no. Well, you go hoop if you're going kind of leather jacket, denim jeans, glitter top. But if you're going more elegant, like to a dinner dance or a Christmas party, I probably go with the diamond earrings, something that would match what I'm wearing. The drop ones mm. or stud, they yes. can look gorgeous if your hair is up. Mm. Footwear, we never mentioned footwear. Very important this time of Fair. the year. You know the boots. I have a big one for all the ladies out there and they're all saying it to me as well. They just can't seem to get back into heels. And I don't know whether it's because we haven't been going out as much or dancing or... But yeah, chunky boots. Chunky boots are big, even with the young people, 40s, 50s. They will wear their chunky boots with their little dresses. I'll just wear the little stiletto boot because I like a bit of a heel. Mm. But yeah, boots are big in and heels, they are more open toe, the diamond shoes and the ones that tie up your leg. But I'm definitely out of that one. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do the walk anymore. It's just too much. Taxi has to be outside. Go away out of that. Go away. Then she can't. She's only been no, modest I'm today not sure. with us. Uh, look, you've given us loads there to mull over, and especially for the ladies on late lunch today. We'll have you back in the new year to talk about the 2023 trends early in the year. That's okay, okay because you'll know what's on the horizon. You probably know already. But we socks and sandals. <laughs> <laughs> they never go out. They never go out. They're like the little oh, black the dress. To Texas we oh got, my Jerry. God. <laughs> never will you ever see me in that. And the day you do, life is finished for good. It was nearly finished yesterday for me about Andrea Carr. But there you go. That's a story for another day. You are great. Tell them where they can follow you again. You have a huge following on I Instagram. I have a huge following on Instagram. So um, always appreciate your following. So it's Lisa Fashion. And that's Lisa underscore Fashion XX. There you go. She's in MS in Drogheda. She's been up in the new Liffey Valley as well. She's everywhere and she's heading to a parent-teacher meeting now. <laughs> the most glamorous mammy going to the school this afternoon, Lisa Smith. So nice to see you again. Thank you Thank very you much. for joining me. Thank, Thank you. you very Bye-bye. much, Jerry. She's one of our most valued regulars and she joins me again on the show. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Dr. Kate McCann. Hello, Kate. Hi, Jerry. Great to have you with us on the show. Now, we're going to talk about healthy holidays in a moment, but all the talk, as you know, at the moment is Mm. about strep A, a common enough infection. In fact, I know, is it one in five of us carry it in our throat or nose at any one time? But it's when it develops a bit, it is more serious. What are the signs of this, Kate? Yeah, this is a tough one, Jerry. Is that a lot of them are kind are non-specific, um, and it's, they can look like everything else going around right now, which is also pretty bad because we've still got RSV and flu going around in in children as well. So, I mean, it's going to be high fevers and a sore throat. Could be a a, a red, a kind of a red or, or a kind of raw, or swollen-looking tongue. 
and quite a, and can be a, a rash and it can we call it a sandpaper rash the skin actually feels a bit rough and and very fair skinned children it may look a bit red and children with with a darker complexion it may look red, less red but just more of this kind of a sandpapery type feel to the skin Okay, so good description there. And I suppose if they're out of form, they're not eating, they're not drinking, things like that. Parents, you know, you you get that gut feeling. You know your child, don't you? Yeah, and I think this is where it's really important to encourage parents to to do two things. One is to make sure that if you're worried about this, you're getting your information about it from uh, a a fact-checked source. And I think that one of the best websites is the HESC website. Um, and that's the Health Protection Surveillance Center. They have they do updates when there's an outbreak, um, giving parents you know the facts about what's going on and, and, and the information about what's going on. Um, and and the other is is to to touch base with your GP because you know um, as things go on, you know last two weeks we were talking about RSV. There was a huge spike in cases. Um, the agency is also trying to get everyone to be aware that flu it, that that is increasing. So a child that's off form, we're all going to be immediately thinking strep because. That's what we're talking about, and there there are cases, but it's it, it could be it could be other things. So, to if you're worried about your child's health, link in with a healthcare uh, professional, and that's what we're there for. Yes, and if you're worried at all, do that. That's the important thing. And that uh, site you mentioned is HPSC, isn't that the the site you're talking about? Yes, it is. So you can go to www.hpsc.ie. They're, they're a great, great resource. Just on the point, you know, with GPs, now a lot of GPs to handle phone calls first and the diagnosis happens over the phone and um, prescriptions if needed or advice or whatever. It's it, it's difficult enough to get get an appointment. It really is. We have a doctor shortage and we could, we could devote an hour just to talking about that. Mm. But we do have a doctor shortage in Ireland. Um, so that, and when we're in a, in a winter virus um, surge at the moment, it, it does mean that you'll be waiting. However, and this is the problem, is that it's worth still making that phone call um, and, and letting them know you're worried about your child and, and I know and, and, and reaching out. Yes, it's important to say that and if you're worried you've got to insist, you got to push. There's no harm to say that, is there? No, I mean, just be kind. Everyone's doing their best. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's looking after yourself. I mean, the, the things that we can do right now this winter season as we're coming into Christmas um, is to do the things that we're all sick of doing, but honestly, we should always be doing even before the pandemic is just wash our hands, cover our coughs and sneezes, stay home if we're sick, um, you know, and those things will help. Yeah, and there was always a tendency to try and battle through. I'm a devil for it myself, but the the advice mm-hmm. to stay home is, is certainly the very best. Let's move on to the season that's in it. Yeah. And I'm going to hop something on you here now. You've been writing this Christmas letter to Santa for three years now with a very oh. special request. Why helmets, Kate? Helmets, ah, well, that is just, uh, that is just, a, um, just one of those things that when I was training in hospitals, especially, um, I, I, I used to work in rotations where we dealt with um, with children who had, had who had had sustained injuries, and you know it was a it was a fact that you know that the helmets do help, mm. um, you know, and they prevent they protect people, and it's also kind of surprising when people don't even think about the helmet of what it protects, and and how it should be fitted. But um, you know, what, so one parent once told me actually said they didn't have their child wear a helmet because they couldn't understand why something was going to hit their child on their on their head while riding a bicycle. They thought it was kind of be used as a hard hat. 
Um, and it's really that when the child comes off the bike or the scooter and they fall forward, it's protecting um, their their head after it hits the ground, but it's also protecting their face, um, you know, as, as well. Mm. And it does reduce um, the severity of the injury. It does. So that's an important message uh, that Kate wants to get out today. Helmets are a must. If you're buying a child a bicycle or anything else like that that's mobile, that they're moving on at pace, please, please order uh, from Santa Claus. Ask him. Ask Santa kindly for the helmet. It's a very important thing to do. Um, And and, and, and I also see on your list you have no e-bikes or scooters, no scramblers, uh, no amber teething kings, is it? Uh, uh, and rings, yeah, sorry, no amber teething rings and no walkers for babies. Walkers with wheels. Right. So these are all things that have been for over the last, you know, actually three to five years have been highlighted numerous times in numerous reports by international experts and Irish experts as having been associated with multiple child severe injuries and deaths. Okay. Um, and that's and, and that's the kind of short of it is that if, you know, is that these things have been associated with with tragedy. Mm. So and it's preventable. So, um, you know, there it's just one of those things to highlight that as much as cute as some of the things are and uh, and as uh, as much as a child might want it is to really think about the, the safety of, of of what you're purchasing. Yes, and this all comes under the banner of healthy holidays. I know there's other aspects of it. So no walkers for babies with wheels, no scramblers, no e-bikes or scooters, especially for children that are not of an age to be able to, um, you know, safely manage, which is, you have to say, e-bikes, scooters and scramblers are machinery like this and propelled machinery that can go fast. What about the amber teething rings? What's your story well, there? The amber teething beads. Now, this is a huge thing, and it's actually international advisory against this. And HSC is is part of it. Um, is there was is there's been there was uh, a, a large um, a, a large highlight of this around 2018 2019 when they started to realize there was a large number of choking and strangulations associated with the amber teething beads. Okay, so this is very important. They're called amber. Sorry, I was saying rings there. Amber teething beads. So be very, very yeah. careful with those. Let's get on to adults and healthy holiday time, Kate. Which was we've gone all over the world, but they're topical. What we've been talking about. Um, you know, this time of the year, people love to go out, let their hair down. We were talking fashion mm-hmm. with Lisa Smith just a few moments ago. People enjoy meeting friends, having a few drinks, eating mm-hmm. as well as around the Christmas time. Let's talk about the alcohol first. What have you to say on, on the alcohol front? So I think the alcohol thing is worth talking about because as much as we, we really push it during the holiday season, a lot of people do suffer, you know, from, from overindulgence in the alcohol, both physically and mentally. Um, so we, you know, if, if you, you wake up the next day after after drinking, and many people would find themselves feeling tired, sluggish, loss of coordination, and they're just not really as sharp as what they're doing, and and they often may have a rebound anxiety or depression the next day after drinking. These are just the, what we know about it, and there, there's no such thing as a as a hangover cure. There's no everyone's got a household myth that they have of like that's how we beat it, but you know, the best you're doing is easing some symptoms. Mm. Um, the, the recommendation for, for mental and physical health is to stick to what we call low-risk drinking, which means if you prefer a night out, no more than six standard drinks in the evening. Um, and try to keep that, that total in a week to you know, around uh, 11 for women and 17 for men. And we talk about a standard drink, obviously, that's a small glass of wine, one unit uh, or one measure of spirits or half a pint of, of beer. 
And, and you know, it is good advice. And there's no doubt about it. I know myself. The next day, you're booked. You know the Irish word. You're booked. You really are. You're tired. You're you're just not able to function the same as you do when you go over the top. There's no doubt about that. And then the enjoyment is spoiled that day and you recover and maybe you go again. You know, it's a it's a vicious circle. Mm. And we're, we're not being party poopers uh, here today. We're really not. It's just advice, you know, to enjoy the holidays to the full. Now, the other aspect of this is eating. And, and, and people go mad. And it is a time of the year to enjoy and indulge but again you need to think about this don't you yeah and i and i'm not against treats and i think if any of my real life patients are out there they'll have heard me tell them all the time hungry isn't healthy Mm. and you don't need to earn a treat so you want a mince pie you want a bit of chocolate you don't have to do extra exercise you don't have to skip a meal it's okay to have a treat but the whole point is that sometimes if we overdo it to a point um, the, 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 the very salty, the very sugary, the very processed foods, we eat a lot of them, we're going to feel bloated, we're going to feel tired, we're going to feel sluggish. And so, and for people who do have, uh, have a poor relationship with food, they actually can just feel so guilty after their overindulgence. So it's, so it's not a bad idea to not deny yourself a treat, but maybe pace it. Mm. And one of the things mm. I tell my, my, my patients is, is to plan the snacks. So if you're going to have a load of junk food in the house over Christmas, not a bad thing, but maybe make sure there's a healthier option as well in the house. That if you're feeling peckish, you, there's an uh, there's an option to go to. Whether that's some some nice cut up vegetables, whether that's some some cheese and crackers, whether that's some fresh fruit. But just that there's that option there. If you're feeling peckish, you're not completely drawn back to the chocolate. And it's a good time of the year with the holidays to get out and about as well and get some exercise and fresh air. If you can bind, combine that, like you're doing yourself good. And a lot of people think, you know, the, you know the mindset, ah, sure, we live it up, we'll get sluggish over the holidays. And then in January, we'll all get out there and go mad. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I tell you that that's, that's what I do. And I, I tell you, you know, with my patients and I and they, they and I always tell my patients not to make these 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 huge commitments to themselves um, because statistically they just don't work. Mm. Um, I, I do think that may, that wanting to be healthier is fantastic. But, um, you know, January, we know every year, I think any gym owner who out there will tell you what what their what their attendance looks like in January versus what their attendance looks like in March. You know, it's it's hard to make these huge sweeping changes to our health. It certainly is. So by thinking about the alcohol intake, what you eat, combining the exercise, the holidays can be a much happier time for everybody. Safety on the children front there as well. And great advice on the strep A. Just on the strep A before, I want to come back to that Mm -hmm. before we finish. You know, the way things can get very panicky for parents when you look at the news on TV, listen to it Mm -hmm. here on the radio, online, etc. What do you say, you know, to, to, you know, hysteria being whipped up about this? I think it comes to um, our media consumption, social media consumption. So I, as I, that's why I really highlighted um, a resource you can trust. So I think it's very, very important that parents, if you're worried about your child's health, just to do the one, just do the normal things that would help look after your child's health, like teach them to wash their hands and things like that. And the second would be if you're worried, linking with your own doctor, healthcare provider, and three, if you're concerned about something you see, you see a lot of chatter about it, um, either media, social media, or a WhatsApp group, make sure you bookmark a resource you can trust that's fact-based where you can just check those facts um, before panicking. 
Great stuff. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time on Late Lunch through the year. We do appreciate all your advice. I want to wish you a happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. And please, God, we'll be talking on the turn of the year into 2023. And do uh, check this wonderful lady out. Kate uh, is, uh, you can get her online there, mdoc.ie, that's E-M-D-O-C dot I-E. Or if you're just on social media, at mdochealth, at mdochealth, uh, you'll pick her off there. Thank you so much as always Kate. Thanks so much. Happy holidays Jerry. Same to you. Take care now. Bye bye. That's uh, Dr Kate McCann there. And that resource, it's brilliant and I'm delighted she mentioned it. If you're concerned about anything, it's hpsc.ie H for Harry, P for Paul S for Sean and C for coin dot ie. That's hpsc.ie It's time for this on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week I played Going Underground yesterday from the Jam My Artists of the Week because it was their first number one in the UK in 1980 but it wouldn't be long before they hit top spot again and it was just later that year 80 again with the lead single from their fifth album the album was called Sound Effects uh, and that single simply called Start and it was based that song on the riff from the Beatles song Taxman which was written by George Harrison. It came in at number three and then made it to number one in the UK where it just spent uh, one week there before it started to move back down again. The band however on the crest of a wave at this time touring, performing, working the media and publicity circuits and their songs continue to ride high in the charts but it would be 1982, two years later before they released their sixth and final album called The Gift which would produce their biggest selling single of all. I will be playing it before the end of the week. I won't tell you what it is In 1982, with all going so well, to amazement, surprise, shock, Paul Weller, the main man, announced he would be disbanding the jam. I'll pick the story up from there tomorrow, but for today, let's have a listen to that second number one in the UK. Start has just stopped on late lunch. Yes, that's the jam and their second number one. What do you make of it, Louise? I like it. Do you like it? Mm, yeah. Very catchy, isn't it? Yeah, they have. I wouldn't have known it, but I like mm, it. That, that went to number one as well for them. They uh, they have some fantastic songs. They really, they really, really did. Mm. But uh, Very different than... Paul Weller when he went out on his own yeah it? much 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 but uh, pulled the plug in 82 which was the major surprise to everybody back then anyway I'll tell you about that tomorrow and we'll have more words and song about the jam around about this time Eddie thinks my next pick should be Marmalade Eddie yeah. Joyce has said to me I hear you playing jam this week in your artist of the week your next artist should be Marmalade is that actually a name of a band yes the Marmalade 
<laughs> there you go, Eddie. That's just a rest of my case. That's yeah. what I meant, kind of like Marmite or something, you know? <laughs> well, there's plenty of groups could be called Marmite for sure. <laughs> the Marmalade, you're going back in time. He says, you know, I need five songs. He says he, I, I, he can get me five Marmalade songs. Anyone rem- remember the Marmalade out there? You were anyway. saying yesterday that there was a group called Bread and there was a group called... Marmalade. Um, but there was another group called you mentioned yesterday, wasn't it? No, you see, that's how the jam got their name. Yeah. Well, her sister was, they were at the breakfast table and she was yeah. looking at, well, there's, bread was on the table. She said, there's a group called bread. She says, there's a group called marmalade. And then there was another pot on the table. She says, uh, be the jam. jam. And was there a group called sugar? Actually, I'm sure that was a name <laughs> used by somebody. I'm sure there was. <laughs> I must check it. I'm sure if you went through the cupboards, I'd you'd be say able to they had sing s- through them. Sweet melodic tones, if they were known as sugar. But uh, marmalade certainly were. But anyway, we'll see where that goes. Before. I'll look them up now. <laughs> yeah, have a look. Have a marmalade look. Marmalade for late lunch. Marmalade for breakfast. Oh, it just goes, doesn't it? It just goes. You marmalade for your lunch. Didn't you never have marmalade on toast? I don't like marmalade. Do you not? No. I love it. I have marmalade every morning on a slice of toast for my breakfast. No, I, I don't like anything on toast apart from real butter. Really? Mm. No jams? No. Oh, blackcurrant. No. Jams and jam on mm. toast. Oh my God. Or that, Gooseberry. That, or that kind of thing that comes in the green tin. Golden syrup. Mm. No. No. Well, syrups I wouldn't know honey of that, but certainly I'd have to say I love marmalade. I definitely have a splash of blackcurrant on my toast. Dams and jam for sure. Apple jelly and uh, gooseberry. I love those. I love all those jams. They they would but marmalade. Nearly every day in my life, marmalade I have on my toast. Anyway, let's see what comes with the marmalade in terms of artists. Your of Christmas the week. present sorted. <laughs> I don't like marmalade anymore. <laughs> I, I don't like socks. I don't like underpants. I don't want any of that rubbish for Christmas, please. Thank you. Although you bought me the most beautiful okay. pair of socks last Christmas. You did, Louise, because you got them embossed with my name and LMFM late lunch. And of course, I insulted you at the Imro no, Awards. I but, did. But I had to go to Japan for those socks. Did you? That was the whole thing. No, I actually went to meet a girl in Fordstown. But I was at the um, Silver Tankard and I just couldn't remember the way to Fordstown. So I put in my sat-nav. Yeah. And a Japanese city came up in my sat-nav and it was all kind of in Japanese writing. (laughs) It could only happen to me. Sachi. (laughs) <laughs> it was Sachi came up on, on your, when you were getting the socks mm-hmm. anyway thanks for them I appreciate them and I love them and they are the socks you got me you just have to love our late lunch listeners Bjork Cherry was the lead singer with a band called The Sugar Cubes that's from Adrian Collins to Adrienne or Adrian Collins thank you so much indeed Paul says don't forget ham sandwich when you're talking about bands with foodie names indeed from Gels and Sweet says Irene remember Sweet Jerry I do Blockbuster was the big song and Louise tells me that there was an American rock band called Sugar so there you are there was a band called Sugar we move on on late lunch and I'm joined on the show by the Burke children Banva in a moment but first her brother Satanta hello Satanta hello Tell us about your concept because we're featuring young people with uh, wee businesses on the show all this week. What are you making, please? Uh, so I'm making uh, handmade Christmas decorations that you'd hang on your Christmas tree. And what are they made from? Uh, they're made from logs that I'd find. So I get some from my grandparents' house, but I get some from like a field. So the wooden Christmas tree decorations. And what are you making, Satanta? Tell us about a few of them. What, what are you cutting out of the timber? 
Uh, so I cut little slices uh, off the logs, and then what I do is I put on a design onto them, uh, I drill a hole, and then I tie a ribbon to it. So then it's like a little Christmas decoration. Lovely. And do you paint them or varnish them or anything? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. No, they're natural, are they? Oh, yeah, they're all natural. Oh, I really like this. And how do you cut out the shapes? How do you do that? Uh, so I cut it out just by using a handsaw, so I can get the proper shape. Great. And did you? Did I hear that you got an engraving machine or something online that you used too? Oh, yeah, so I bought a soldering iron and I used that to then carve on the design. Okay, so that's what you have. You've got that and that puts... So you put a little design onto the natural timber, a nice coloured ribbon on it, and that's it? Yeah, that's it. Very nice. And um, where have you been selling these? Um, So we've been selling these different markets. And I'd say the next market that we're going to is Claremont Stadium. When is that on? Uh, it's on this Saturday. So you're going to be at Claremont Stadium this Saturday with your natural Christmas tree decorations. Do you have a name on them or anything? No, or a business name or nothing like that? Or is it just decorations? Oh, yeah, I don't really call them decorations. What do you call them? Um, well, I have a sign that says just handmade uh, decorations. That's it. Okay, so you put the handmade, yes, and this is the important thing, yeah. the handmade and the natural and everything like that. And how have sales been going for you at previous markets? Um, they've been going pretty well. Like, uh, all the markets that I've been to have always sold a few. Good man. That's the main thing. So people like them? Yeah. What age are you, do you mind me asking? Um, 14. And where do you go to school? Uh, Nobber. Good on you. What year are you in there? Second year. Oh, right. And are you going to do TY? Uh, or do you have to do TY in the school there? Oh, no, you don't have to. I'm not sure if I will or not yet. Mm, well, I'll tell you, you've a bit of a business head in your shoulders, which they're always looking for in TY, but that'll be your call uh, when you get to it. So Claremont Stadium is your next port of call this Saturday with your handmade uh, Christmas decorations. There you go. So, folks, if you're in Claremont and Navin this Saturday, check them out. It's a Bark. Banva's beside you. Is she your sister? Yeah, she is. Pop me onto her there a second, will you, please? Will do. Hello? Hi, Banva. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, You're younger than your brother, are you? What age are you? I'm just turned 12. Good on you. And where do you go to school? I go, I'm in sixth class and I'm in Steck Island. Oh, very good school in Steck Island. They're great people there. They really are. Nobber's a great school too, I have to say. Anyway, you have a different line of products in your business. Tell me what you're making. Well, in the summer we were looking for something to do. So me and my mum started making these wreaths, but then that slowly uh, turned into my own kind of thing. So mum makes the wreaths and then I make earrings. And then lately I've been doing like snack lines. Right. Snack lines. What kind of snack lines? Well, we'd be doing like popcorn or I'd be making like chocolate, um, like cho- kind of like chocolate bars. Lovely. You're making these yourself in the kitchen there? Yeah. Good on you. So it really is a home industry. Talk to me about the earrings. How, how do you make the earrings? What style are they? What materials do you use? Well, it's it's quite different every time. So sometimes we'd have like little drinks or we'd have like little charms or whichever but uh, I would get like I would go online and I would buy like little charms Mm. and then I would get like hooks and stuff and I'd attach them on myself Okay, so you assemble them then and and you sell them Is it true that you sold out? 
Yes, that did happen a couple of weeks ago. Oh, good on you. So the jewellery went, and what about the treats and that? Everything. Did you sell everything? Yes. Good. It was a great day for business. <laughs> what a day for business when you sell out. And you probably feel, Banva, you wish you had more when they go. Did you have that feeling? If I had only some more, I'd have sold more. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But look, it's, you can only make a call on it. But that's a very good portent for the future. You're obviously selling out. Are you going to Claremont to this market on Saturday? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the plan at the moment. Right. And will you have <laughs> will you have jewellery and, and more sweet treats all ready to go to sell? Yeah. Oh, very important. And I'll give you a little tip here. You're so popular. Make sure you make plenty, won't you? I will. I yeah. will. Yeah, to try not to run out this time because if you, the more stock you have on you, you can carry it on from there. So what's the idea? You earn a few bob with this for yourselves, just pocket money and to keep you going with things you'd like to get. Is that it? Yeah. Does your mammy take any off you or do you keep it all yourselves? Oh, <laughs> good girl yourself. Sure, you are the business. You're doing the work. It has to be yours, of course. Well done to you. Very nice indeed. Is Mammy beside you? Can I have a quick word with her for a second? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Jerry, I'm going to retire soon. Well, Sinead, you can. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Sinead Burke, who brings us Burke ban- Burke's banter on the show uh, regularly. You have two great children there. Oh no, they're toppers. They're toppers, and do you know what? It just it keeps them off TikTok and online and that for a little while. You know, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. Do you send anything over to the sister in England to give her a a, a feel for what they're making? Uh, no, but you know what? We should. Oh, actually. do. Now I feel a bit bad. Yeah. You yeah, do, we'll do. do. You'll we'll be do mentioned. That. You'll be mentioned on stage in London one night when you send it over. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You'll be incorporated into into our work. Well, look at. I know, and you you've helped them immensely. The two of them there as well, and given them the lead. But it has to be fairly said. They go on themselves, and they carried this on greatly, and they're really enjoying it. And it's a great learning experience, Sinead. It really is. It really is. And you know, even like you know talking to strangers, people that they're not related yes. to and, you know, explaining how they've made their products and stuff. It's actually, it's lovely to see now. They're toppers now, the two of them, I have to say. They are indeed. Anyway, good luck to Satanta and the Banva and uh, please God, they'll sell everything they bring to Claremont on Saturday. Thank them for joining me and thank you, Sinead. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jerry. Bye. Take care yourself. Bye bye. The Burke children, Satanta and Banva, aren't they great? And we'll feature more young people on the show round about this time tomorrow. On late lunch on Thursday, a mother who lost not one but two sons to suicide. Owen Gil Hooley is with me. And he's a classical singer. He lives in Kells and he's putting on a big performance over there soon. We'll have Tara Walker's Christmas. She's doing Starters tomorrow. And Dundalk Grammar School are featured in our Young People Entrepreneurs. That's it for today. Have a nice evening. Paul McKenna is coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 